this is it. Final dark web episode. Yes. yes, we will be done with the dark web after this. We're being delivered from Boston. <laughs> yes, it's Boston out. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Peacock finally yes. loading the shit up. We have to pay homage to our good friend, Mr. Lee Gareth. Yeah, who got us through. through. Countless hours of uploading old VHS tapes. And I decided for one last time to pay my respects to look through his library of shows, which is quite vast. <laughs> his mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm Dom. I'm Fan. And we're here at Saturday Morning Superstars, where we're channeling our midlife crisis. And I used to say it was cheaper than a boat, but I just bought a sports car, so whatever. I noticed that online, you <laughs> lucky bastard. Yeah, so God damn it. I'm hitting it from both ends. I'm having a podcast and a stupid yeah, race car. I know, that's awesome. Yeah, so where are we? It is September 12th, 1992. We are still in the Von Braun Civic Center in Huntsville, Alabama. So I believe this is the last show in Huntsville before we start to get new episodes that will hopefully start to develop storylines to build us towards either a fall house program or towards a Survivor Series. We're looking at maybe two months away yeah, at this... that point because we'll be halfway through September. So this is a really weird episode, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. we have three things that have happened after this thing that we're seeing in the future. Yeah. They did this episode. Meanwhile, SummerSlam has happened while this taping is going on. The title mm -hmm. change for Macho Flair has happened after SummerSlam. After. The, literally the day after. But yeah. after the show, this is so weird. <laughs> the show that we're watching was taped before these things, but is airing after these things. So no feud is actually being introduced because no. we're still a month in the past after two weeks in the future. <laughs> you, you know what? I was trying to figure out a way to explain that, and I think you did it probably the best we could right there. It is some Back to the Future 2 level shit going on here. <laughs> Yeah, we are in some sort of weird time warp, and the show itself is in limbo. Right. Like, the video aspect of the show is in limbo, whereas the commentary aspect is in the future and already knows what's going to happen. Right. And in order to try to cover this thing in and kind of paste it all together, we're mm -hmm. getting clips from SummerSlam mm -hmm. inserted into the show. That's how the show starts. Yes. Yeah. Right so they, Right off the bat, they go into the match in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and you see Macho at the side of the ring, and he's already pretty bruised up and beat up. And then here comes along Razor Ramon inserting himself right into the main event picture. We've only seen him, I believe, at this point. He's only been in two squash matches. He hasn't really started any feuds with anybody, and he's just inserting himself right into the main event with Macho and, and Flair. 
comes along, kicks out Macho's leg. And that's all we really see of that. We see him walk away. We see a bunch of wrestling fanatics, you know, pointing at Razor, telling the ref, he kicked out his leg, he kicked out his leg. Of course, the ref is not going to listen to any of the stupid fans. And we cut directly to Flair having Savage in the figure four. And to save face, he passes out. He does not tap out. He passes out from the pain. Therefore, he didn't necessarily, he loses the match, but he didn't lose, lose the match. Yeah, I remember this differently. He calls the match as basically a submission. He passes out. Mm -hmm. And I thought he passed out and that was why his shoulders were down and he pinned him because mm-hmm. he passed he pinned him in the figure four but i was wrong he just passed out and they called he it like out. a submission it's basically yeah. three against one because you got perfect out there you got razor out there and you got flair out there and yep. they're, they're doing like hey macho got messed up over at SummerSlam. this is like a day later actually mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to say it is a week later but in yeah. reality in, in real honest to god time this was like the next day at hershey from when it aired in the states yeah So if I was a Hershey guy at the show, I would have just seen SummerSlam the night before. I would have seen him get hit in in the knee and then Mm -hmm. this. And then we'll be right over. This is another thing about pasting this episode together from a pre-taped one from a month before and then after SummerSlam (laughs) and then taking things from whenever this happened. Because they show why Razor attacked him after... The title change. Yes. Like a little bit yeah. later yeah. in the show, it's going to come up where you see a confrontation between Razor and Macho. And mm-hmm. Razor's being a jerk and Macho doesn't like it, so he ends up hitting Razor. And mm-hmm. that's why Razor comes out a little bit later. Like you're saying, if I'm watching this the way it aired, I'm like, what's Razor doing out there? What's yeah. It? But we'll see that there actually was a confrontation earlier in the night at the show yeah. we're not watching. <laughs> <laughs> but we we'll are, but we're not. But we're but not. we are. Yeah. This was a, a like a series of house show title changes that happened within a couple months that I remember really vividly going, why are they doing all these title changes off air? Because all I was watching at the time was Superstars. I don't know if I was getting, I, we probably had cable by then, but I definitely wasn't watching primetime wrestling or, or shows that were airing other than the morning shows. Mm-hmm. So you had the Natural Disasters title change, which we really didn't see. You had the flair title change that we didn't really see. And a little mm-hmm. bit later, not too far off of this one, you're going to have the Bret Hart title change that we really don't get to see. Yeah. So it's really weird that you have like the three major title changes kind of all stacked in the fall here, and we never get to see them. I would attribute that to two things. Number one, go see the goddamn house shows. Yeah, maybe it was, hey, look, titles are changing at these things. They're not just dumb squat shows. So I would say that. And number two is we're looking at a new model of uh, what Vince sees the WWF turning into with the Bulldog being the, the Intercontinental champ, with Bret Hart becoming the champion very soon. They're trying to look for new faces because, as you and I know, 92, 93, 94-ish, we're not the best of times no. for the product. So they're looking for anything and anybody that can hopefully turn that around. And obviously, it doesn't seem like Flair's doing it. He's on his way out. Hogan's on his way out. Macho's not really doing it for them. So they're looking for new, fresh faces. If your business model is the TV show is the commercial for you to buy a ticket to the Boston Gardens or the Spectrum, mm-hmm. then, yeah, make it worth your while. There might yeah. actually be a change. Because a yeah. lot of times there weren't. They're like like when we went into Penn State, yeah. there was always some kind of screwball ending at the title match. I remember going to a Raw show uh, a few years back, 
at a Philly show and they changed the title and we just thought it was like, whoa, it was like the craziest thing. They actually changed the title yeah. that night. Yeah, it's a must-buy ticket. I like it. Yeah, good stuff. It opens with that. It's again yeah. a cold open. It's it's opening with the SummerSlam and the Hershey recap. Mm-hmm. And Perfect's doing like this Fortnite dance. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's doing the running man. He's obviously partying it up. He's been partying all week, apparently, with Ric Flair. And he has not a single woo left in him. Yeah, he's so. woo- all wooed out. He's all wooed out. <laughs> like all night, they're talking about how this was it. This was plan B. We told you all about mm-hmm. why, why wasn't this plan A? This should have been plan A. It plan A sense. doesn't get Flair the title? No, it didn't, didn't get the title at all. <laughs> he, uh, Even if plan I, A I, is successful, it doesn't get Flair the title. <laughs> like one of them sells out. Yeah. One of them is still the champion, and that guy ain't Flair. <laughs> it's not Flair. Flair's just sitting at the sideline going, yeah, you're the champion. Yay. Plan A worked. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a Something's minute. wrong with plan A. I still have nothing to hold my pants up. <laughs> you have a belt. I enjoy the foreshadowing because it said a couple of times in, in, in this opening commentary, it said that Flair will be champion as long as Perfect is in his corner. Yeah. I know why they insert Perfect because Warrior flakes and they need Perfect to replace Warrior, but that's unpredictable. At this point, they probably didn't know that was going to happen. They didn't the know that, of course. So maybe there was a plan all along to get Perfect and Flair to fight each other no matter what, but they're going to need to turn Perfect faster than I think they thought they were going to. <laughs> Then we go right into opening the show, and this is yeah. the same show for the third time this crowd's seeing Razor Ramon, because this is well, the third it, match, and it's all been at this place. Yeah, and they're pushing, I guess, the promos were not enough. We got to see him wrestle several times. In several the same times, night. all in one show. And yes. I think the crowd is booing, not because he's a heel, it's because we've seen this dude like three <laughs> oh, times already. Boo! God damn it, this guy again? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Oh, God. Here we have to watch him beat up this time. Oh, poor Gary Jackson. Jackson so. kind of looked like a slightly overweight Sheldon Benjamin. Like yes, I took a I, second I look that. at him. I'm like, oh, is it? She-? No, it's not. It's way no, too it's early. Not to Sheldon. Not Sheldon Benjamin. Gary Jackson only had about 28 matches on the IWBD, so not a lot going on for him. But yes, he is the red tight for our match against Razor Ramon, and we're gonna see a little bit more razor in this one they had a lot of stuff for him already because Mm -hmm. this is all the same show and he's in his third version of the razor ramona outfit because we saw what was it purple yellow and now he's in black the yellow and the black yeah not the black and the yellow it's the opposite yeah the first one he came out in whatever uh creative services they had it all ready to go and i saw online there's a guy who found all the drawings that they were going through like all like what if we dress them like this what if we dress them like that is like they had mm-hmm. all the creative services previs for these guys and mm-hmm. one of them had razor and long tights and he did a dark match in them oh, wow. i don't know when the hell that was but <laughs> imagine if it was this show and they had like four matches one with them in long tights with dark match and then three three more They're trying out different outfits seeing which one gets him to be the most heelish yeah, if I'm in the show, I'm like, oh, why am I at the Razor Ramon fashion show? <laughs> exactly. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, coming down the aisle, sporting his summer wear. Yeah. <laughs> it's Scott Hall. 
Scott Hall. Again. In the, in the razor tights. This one has all kinds of, like, I don't remember this from the other outfits, having the razors all over everything. Like, he's got razors on his knee pads, razors on his elbow pads, razors on his butt, and the written razor is on his front. Yeah, I always remembered it on the back, and I don't know if yeah. I'm right about that. With the giant Z covering his crotch. <laughs> yes, that's that's the real razor. Same kind of match, though, where it's less wrestling, more humiliation. Most of his style is, you're not worthy to fight me, and he just basically bullies him. Yeah, this one seems a little bit more squashish. I, I recall the other ones having at least a little bit of offense from the red tight, and this one, Jackson doesn't get really anything. And meanwhile, the Flair versus Savage match, they're talking about that again, and Vince will always be closing there. A, B, C saying that you can see that match in its entirety on primetime wrestling. Right. So I guess we're going to see it, but I never did. Yeah. The Razor's Edge doesn't have a name yet. That crucifix-like no. move. Yes, they call it a crucifix powerbomb. The dude takes it and then basically does like a, a breakdance headstand on his way out of it. <laughs> like he rotates on the top of his head before he falls down. So he gets yes. Razor's Edge, lands on his back, yes. like, and then flips on his head, does a little turn, and then down like he's on break into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> here it comes, here it comes. Woo! Oh, he did. He was he was literally on his head. Yeah, right? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's quite impressive. I, I give props to Gary Jackson for that one. That is the quintessential definition of overselling. Oh, right we get there. a better one. There's an yeah. oversell nightmare on this show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another problem with this show is the commentary and the show have zero to do with each other because this show has nothing to do with what's currently happening. No. It was recorded so long ago and so yeah. much has happened. You got a title change and SummerSlam. So the yeah. commentary is talking almost nothing about the matches in the ring no. and everything about the story that they're about to tell, but they haven't aired it yet. But they haven't gotten there yet. Exactly. Yeah, it's goofy. Exactly. Lots of booze That's in the good. audience because why are we seeing this dude for the 15th yes. time this night? Way too many booze. It'd be oh, funny if like before boo. each time he comes out, they played all those promos. <laughs> 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 They're really trying to make everybody hate this guy. Yeah, two and a half <laughs> hours of nothing but race for Ramon. Oh, God. Meanwhile, after the match, he kicks Gary Jackson out of the ring. Yeah, that's his go-to, that like, more. humiliation. Get out of my ring. They get a great shot of mini Titan Tron 1.0, where mm -hmm. Razor is at the Tron, watching the Tron do the replay yes. of his finisher. Yeah, with Gary Jackson up on his head. And he's just like, who's going to beat this guy? Nobody going to beat this guy. Right. <laughs> and then you get perfect saying, you heard it, McMahon. I have on my notes here, watches himself on the not-so-Titan Tron. <laughs> We get a not so update with me and Gene after this. Yes, once again, these are not updates, these are recaps. Right. We're back in the future. Right. We're in the future for this because he is at an empty Hershey arena where Savage lost the title. And then we see a clip of the interview with Savage and Razor, where Razor interrupts him to say that he wears the golden promises to take away Savage's gold. So we've seen the damaged leg end up being the problem where Flair mm -hmm. goes and figure fours him and because his leg was already messed up he passes out from the pain but yeah. only now after the razor match after all this explanation do you mm -hmm. see the replay of SummerSlam where savage doesn't jump on the warrior because he knew he didn't knock him out he jumps yeah. to flair and flair takes out his knee 
which you can see, always be closing. A always B B C closing. On Coliseum video. <laughs> like the little video graphic of comes course. up. Ooh. And then you got damaged macho in an interview with Gene, which happens before Gene's talking about it now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. with razor i'm so confused uh when did this happen when did this happen there is more time shifting than in pulp fiction <laughs> are, we, are we sure quentin tarantino didn't direct this season of yeah WWF? that's exactly what this thing is like yeah i'm watching the pulp fiction version of superstars yeah it's a uh, razor with an interview with macho before the title change because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. is sitting around with the belt Yes. Once again, and you brought this up last time too, with the razor coming in, he's saying that he oozes machismo. Right. So we've got the macho man and we've got the machismo man. I don't like the fact that he uses the word oozes. That's just <laughs> it's like moist. Uh, yes. Which he is. Yes. He is. He's very moist. <laughs> he's a very moist man. Yes. There's a problem with that. There's a little bit of confusion between macho and machismo. Yeah, you can't have two macho men. No. No. Unless they're a tag team. Yeah. The macho yeah. man. Or they're the, the village people. <laughs> the village people. Well, you got yeah. an Indian. Yeah. You have a cop. <laughs> we could do it. Wait a minute. Time out. <laughs> we have Tatanka. He could be the Indian, obviously. Yeah. We got yeah. uh, the big boss man's the cop. Man. Who, yeah. What other village people were there? A construction uh, guy? You you had um, uh, a real man's man uh, when uh, Steve Regal popped in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He could have been the construction guy. Yeah. Shockmaster, when they got rid of the Stormtrooper helmet, <laughs> had the construction helmet. Yeah. And he's he's in the Federation right now. Just put together a gimmick on him. What else did they oh have? Oh, my God. I don't we know. Do it. Biker I, guy? I was there a sailor? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a biker guy. There was a yeah. biker guy. Yeah. So, biker taker. Biker taker? Yeah, the whole Ministry of Darkness was half biker. <laughs> exactly. Holy crap. We've been watching the village people wrestle yeah. for 20 years. <laughs> Yep, that's that's what it is. That's yeah. What it is. So Razor's insulting Macho. Mm -hmm. Macho doesn't take it. He mm -hmm. sucker punches him, and then Razor gets mad. And now we know why he came out for the match we saw mm -hmm. in the past and the future. Yes. That interview was all on prime time. Then we see Savage hobbling to start the match. Right. So he's already injured before he goes into the Flair match. Then he's in the ring with Flair, and Perfect's kind of like messing with him from the outside. So there's, you know, yeah, he does more knee damage. Yeah. And then we also see, once again, Razor kick out Savage's knee, slaps him across the face repeatedly at the end of the match after Flair takes the belt. So they're clearly setting up a feud here between Razor and Macho. Yeah, that gets him finally out of the title picture of Flair because this could go on forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had Macho Flair going into WrestleMania. We've had Macho Flair coming out of WrestleMania. Now we're finally mm -hmm. past SummerSlam. We're still doing Macho Flair. We got to get Macho and Flair away from each other. So exactly. Yeah, now we could have the battle of the Macho Men. Yay! <laughs> Randy Savage, yeah. Scott Hall. Who will be the machoist? Who will ooze the most machismo? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so guy just, just rings yeah. them out wow we got 50 percent more machismo coming out of razor right now ew, ew. look at that puddle that's a, that's a big puddle it's amazing that's a big puddle right there macho you're just gonna have to lose the gimmick you have to be something else yeah the warrior comes out to save savage and i had the question why did the warrior wait to come out but then i guess it's told later 
that he was just arriving to the arena. Yeah, otherwise he's a real shitty friend. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know, four, four guys beating up Macho exactly. during the match. He's left decimated, titleless, and then yeah. Warrior's like, I might need to help him backstage. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, Ultimate yeah. Warrior. Makes the Warrior look so much nicer. They had a line in this thing where it's like, and Macho's only friend or very bestest friend yeah. in the world, the Ultimate Warrior. I'm like, since when? Yeah. Motherfuckers hate each other. <laughs> yeah, weren't they just like in a, a match like two weeks ago? One retired the other one. The other one Ooh. clocked him with a scepter and made him lose his title. They were just yeah. fighting on SummerSlam, not trusting each other for 10 seconds. And now they're the bestest of buddies. Best, bestest of buddies. Yeah, that's how things turn in the WWF. The Ultimate Warrior without paint really I hated that because it just ruined his mystique. Carrying Macho back like an infant. Yeah. In his sherbet jacket. Yeah. Uh, not a fan of that scene. <laughs> I don't and think it, it did anything for either. Razor cuts a promo. Razor tells Savage that he does not look too macho now. He's just the dirt underneath his fingernails. See, Razor is a great character, but not the brightest guy, right? This is mm -hmm. why Scott Hall never was a world champion. You're going to pick a fight with the champion. You're going to injure the mm -hmm. champion's leg while he's at a match with another guy. Then you're going to fight the champion when he's not champion anymore. <laughs> yeah, he didn't figure out the long term on yeah. this. He's very short term. Unless you're going to start something with Flair, you're not getting a belt because you just screwed the guy you're fighting out of his mm -hmm. title. Now you're going to have a match with him for nothing. Not too bright, Razor. Not, no. They're short term. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he can only think in the moment. Yes. I want everything right now. <laughs> I want everything and nothing. We get out of there and like two soccer dads. I don't know who's bigger. The natural disasters <laughs> or the red tights in this match. Because <laughs> yeah, holy this... cow. These guys are like 50 years old and out of shape. There's a lot of beef in the ring for this next match. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we get the natural disasters versus... Doug Summers, who was an AWA worker, so he had all, quite a few matches, actually, to his name. And then Joe Turner, who did not. He Who's had, the guy like, with the comb over in the red? Because that dude, not great. Um, You know what? Let me check it out. See if I can remember here. So let's see. If we go Doug <laughs> Summers wrestler. Put a and, question mark after wrestler. <laughs> yeah, wrestler. I know. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. Okay, so Doug Summers is the blonde. Nah, it was, so it's the other dude. Yeah, so it's Joe Turner. Yeah, Joe Turner. Doug Summers also went by Pretty Boy. Well, this is not Pretty Boy. <laughs> yeah. If you go 13 minutes, 58 seconds into our dark web episode taping, mm -hmm. I don't know where it is on Peacock, yeah. you have definitely our ants. Like... <laughs> <laughs> enamored like gonna send flowers and maybe throw some panties into the ring for the natural Ooh. disasters these Ooh. chicks are uh, all about earthquake and typhoon oh uh, yeah they like they like some big they do they like some big yeah they're they're into yeah. the burly look at them i gotta wait for my episode to get there right before 14 minutes in you, you can't miss them <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness, there they are. Wow. The girl in the pink and I guess that's greenish yellow has the teeth of a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, just looking so enamored with these oh, guys. Yeah, they're going to be waiting outside the dressing rooms. Oh my goodness. They are so happy to see the natural disasters. Hey, Tugboat. Yeah, actually, if you see, Tugboat gives the referee his mm. hotel room key to give to them. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> we got the disasters. We actually start with earthquake in the ring, which I was surprised to see because it usually seems like Typhoon does a lot of the work in these matches, whereas like earthquake might come in second. So he can finish off the squashes. Right. And I don't know if I haven't been paying attention, but is this the first time that Earthquake is in the same colors as Typhoon? Has he Um, been red and black the whole time or has he been wearing his blue? You know what? I don't know. I can't, I cannot remember that. I can't remember either. I just noticed it this time that they look more matched up than usual. Yeah, he pulls off a drop kick though, so maybe Earthquake's getting in shape. John Tent is no joke, man. Like that guy is a real deal. He's like an actual yeah. sumo wrestler. Well, it just seemed like for weeks upon weeks, maybe maybe he was injured or something, but he was letting Typhoon do a lot of the work. Yeah, he's doing a lot um, more jumping around. And this one, like he he starts the match off. He's he's really going to town. We get a picture and picture of the magazine. Yeah, with Tatanka and his stance on the front cover. Yeah, with the article <sighs> Mission had... Impossible. Yeah. Can you beat well, the disasters? That would be an impossible mission for at least our red tights. Yeah, I would not want to face the natural disasters. I don't think I'd ever be able to beat them. What are you going to no. do to them? They're humongous. I don't know if you caught this or not. They do the squash in the corner. We talked about this before being like a big pop for the audience. Typhoon squashes first and then earthquake squashes. And then the other red tight comes into the corner and squashes. But what I noticed this time was earthquake doesn't actually squash. Earthquake no. jumps up on Typhoon's shoulders. Yeah, no one's actually <laughs> like getting there's no squash there. You see the red tight, you see Joe Turner, like, doesn't even move. It looks like Typhoon's just protecting him. <laughs> They've been teasing that you got a different team now that's the champions, and you got two heel teams by one manager. And yeah. you can see that they're going to push the nasty boys into being a face team mm-hmm. this is the second time they've been doing that the disasters were once a heel team and now mm-hmm. they're a face team and now you got the nasty boys that are going to turn and I'm, I'm guessing they're turning the nasties because they lose lod i guess they need some more baby face teams because yeah because they'll be losing lod so they need somebody on the other side i mean we got kind of the bushwhackers but yeah maybe yeah, they're they're a comedy routine. They're not really yeah. a team, team team. No, you got the disasters who are good. Mm-hmm. You got Money Inc., Beverly's, and Nasties who are all bad. Who else is there? High Energy. High Energy. Yeah, I guess. Yes. High energy. So that's yeah. it. I mean, besides High Energy and the Z- disasters, who are your face teams? Yeah, there are any. Yeah. Well, obviously they win. Yeah, we get the match. And I was questioning, was Doug Summers even in the match? Only to get squished. Okay, I wasn't sure because I don't don't remember him being in the match. I was like, that seemed like it was all just Joe Turner. And he misses his cue. They're doing the first squish and he comes out like, I'm I'm, I'm supposed to get squished too, right? And Mm -hmm. Earthquake's like, no. And he actually gets the ref to go take him out so he could do the first squish. Then he comes in, Yeah, gets laid out. Then they do the double squish. But Earthquake's ready to go, and he's got a red tight in the way. And he's just looking at him like, really, dude? Yeah, like, like you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, you have one move to worry about, and you're just <laughs> doing it up. Have you watched one of our matches before? Yeah, it's got three moves in it. You bounce off of us because you can't take us down. We squish mm-hmm. you in the corner, and then we sit on you. And that's, that's it. That's it. It's that's an easy night. Why are you making this yeah. difficult? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're out of there, and we go to the event center for the first time. Brought to you by a poster book. Yes. With Hulk on it, goddammit. With Hulk what? on it, with the flag. The flag yeah, yeah, WrestleMania 7. Yeah, they can't get rid of him. Oh. So it's showing the, yeah. So I am 
currently watching the generic promos. We got two good ones for this one. So we got the Kamala promo, which is as it should be. Kamala's got his mask on. Kamala's making his noises. Harvey Whippleman's just yelling at the screen. Kim yeah, Chi's like, doing his like thing. Like 13 feet behind him. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And then they take the mask off Kamala. It looks like he was asleep. <laughs> yeah, they woke him up for the match. Like, dude, you're on. Like he's, <laughs> oh, he sleeps under that thing the entire time. And then the rest of the interview, he is just scared by the camera. He doesn't understand what the camera is. Yeah, I love it. He's like, what yes. is this thing pointed at? It's me? awesome. He should try to go and touch spear. it. He should. You should just crack the lens. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, so you get the ultimate steroid. Yes, Us, we do. Oh, <laughs> and another good one. So, are you ready for some translate the warrior? Yeah, I am ready. <laughs> and this time I can actually see the text. I have your write up from the translation droid 6000. Okay. Uh, I stand and speak for me and those you see behind me. There is no one behind him. <laughs> There's just the giant Ultimate Warrior symbol graphic. <laughs> he speaks for no one. That's what he's saying. I just, I speak for no one. He thinks he's speaking for everyone behind him. Or he has an imaginary army of warriors. Yeah. He, yes. But yeah, there's no one it. behind him. I cannot speak for the big boss man and the grave digger, the undertaker himself. But what I know of these two is this, that although I may be out of place, big boss man, the beating you took from nails may have been the best thing that could have happened to you. <laughs> yeah, and the boss man pops up and goes, F you. <laughs> That sucked. Uh, it was awful. God damn it. You want to take my place? Be my guest. Yeah. Why'd you get beat up by no eyeball nails? Exactly. For to be beat down so far that you could have to claw yourself all the way back up just to be a man. It's like, boss man, you went out like a punk. That's what he's saying. I'm really impressed because you got your ass handed to you. Epically. Epically. No one has gotten beat up as bad as you. And and you showed back up to work. And you weren't even embarrassed that you, that you took a no. beating so bad. You should be so embarrassed. But you're yeah. not. And, and I commend you. Yes. Because if that uh, was me who got my ass kicked so handedly, I don't know <laughs> if I'd show my face around here. So good on you, dude. You're not embarrassed that you went out like such a punk. Yes. Kudos. Kudos. Yeah, kudos. I, I offer my kudos. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go out in public, but man, you're wearing it. Good job. Yeah. And to you, Gravedigger, I know once Razor, Nails, and Kamala are laid out and then tombstones are prepared that you are fully willing and aware of the fact that it will be you to place them within. All right. I'm going to do a little punch up on this for the warrior. He goes, so. uh, and, and you grave digger, and it cuts okay. to the monster truck. Like, beep, beep. 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That would be amazing in the actual match. Yeah. Like he keeps Just on calling him Gravedigger and everybody's like thinking, oh, that's cute. The, the yeah. Warrior has a cute little nickname for the yeah. Undertaker. And, you know, out comes Boss Man, his music. Warrior yeah. comes out. And the next thing you know, a monster truck just shows up and crushes you the ring. Gravedigger, bitch. Gravedigger <laughs> is our mystery partner. <laughs> I was in the neighborhood and I heard that you needed my help. <laughs> Why didn't the Undertaker ever come yes. down and Gravedigger? That would have oh, been friggin' awesome. Would have made sense. Would have made so much sense. Papa Wheelie. Papa, Papa Wheelie. Wheelie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why? Why write in a motorcycle as the American badass? You're um, the Undertaker in Grave Digger. It writes itself, then. Yeah. Oh, that would. That would. I, I, if we were the. If we were the promoters, I mean, these things would have made history. Yeah. This is the early yeah. '90s. It tends to this kind of shit's low. Let's let's team yeah, up. Yeah. Hello, Monster Truck fans. We bring you the Ultimate <laughs> Warrior and Grave Digger. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the Boston Gardens. <laughs> See Bigfoot, King of the Monster Trucks versus Kamala. <laughs> Kamala's just running around the arena. And <laughs> oh, why did they put me in here? Oh, this is not what I signed up for. This is the best. Oh, that's awesome. Out comes Papa Shango. Yeah. So we have Papa Shango versus Justin Taylor. And this was interesting because he's got two matches. Both of those matches were shot on the same day. This day. Oh, um, okay. So is this one. And then he also has one versus Martel, which I'm not sure if that will be shown at a later date or if they're just not going to use that one. I'm basically. noticing that the B-roll camera has mm -hmm. specific assignments depending on the person. So Shawn Michaels comes out and they get booing girls. Papa Shango comes out, they get scared kids. They specifically target certain people for certain people. <laughs> yeah, for this particular one, we see a child molester in the crowd. Did you see the, oh, with the- Coaxing, uh, coaxing some little girl into something she doesn't want to do, or a dad holding his daughter. It's one or the other. It's the one I'm in the sure. little mermaid <laughs> shirt, where like yeah. creepy mustache guy is hugging the little girl. No, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with dad and daughter because Papa Shango, <laughs> very scary. He's wearing a skull. He's holding a skull. It's smoking. Yeah, that skull uh, is higher than the people that used to live in the back of our apartment. I, I really wish he wouldn't wrestle so much. I really wish they would really go over the top with the voodoo thing. Recently, Pritchard <laughs> was saying on his uh, podcast that he really wished they, they leaned uh, further in on Papa Shango. This is like when he wasn't working mm -hmm. for them for a brief stint. And he's like, uh, I would have done voodoo dolls. That would have been awesome. He comes out with a voodoo doll, the red tight, and starts like poking him. And oh, red yeah, that would be him. great. Yeah. They really should have leaned a little heavier into that kind of stuff. Because if you're going to be ridiculous, yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah. That's my thing right now. We have real fighting. You can watch Ultimate Fighting. You see real fighting. So, mm -hmm. like, WWF should be back to this kind of shit. Yeah. You know, they're trying to make it too, too ultimate fightery. Yeah, and we all know it's not. So let's get a voodoo dude back out there. Yeah. I'm all for it. You know, they kind of did that with The Fiend a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, more of that. Yeah. yeah. Shango does something weird in this match. It's a heel thing, but it doesn't make any sense for his character. The old, I could have pinned him, but I'm going to pull him off the mat to do more damage to him. Mm -hmm. Like, what does Shango care? He's a voodoo guy. He's not a wrestler wrestler. I think it's just because it's a standard heel move. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's something just to get a pop out of the crowd. Like you're so arrogant that you're not going to pin them just yet, even though you're a voodoo do- dude. Yeah, I'm not going to pin you now. Upticking that. Meanwhile, Vince is telling us that Bret Hart and the Bulldog have made up, right? <laughs> and that the family is back to being together oh. after all those promos by Helen Hart and and Stu Hart and what, what every Hart do? in the book. Christmas yes. is ruined. Christmas, <laughs> it's awful. But, you know, Bulldog won, and it's just one big happy family. So if Bulldog hadn't won, would it not be a big happy family? I don't know. I mean, we're a couple weeks away at this point from mm-hmm. Brett being world champion. Yeah. Why are we talking Shango put a curse on Brett, and that's why he yeah. lost? It looked like for a, a, a brief instant yeah. that maybe Warrior was going to be the guy that they're going to put the belt back on, Brett was going to fight with Shango and then maybe mm-hmm. the Warrior Flakes and they decide not to because we're not talking Brett Flair. We're talking Flair Warrior and we're talking Shango Brett in this episode. It's a little goofy. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe there's a house show. Uh, yeah, that could be. That maybe. they might do a, a Shango Brett match on. Yeah. Lots of scared little kids in the crowd. You hear Vincent Perfect. One of them's like, look at that. The other's like, no, you look at that. <laughs> yeah. No, you look at that. They've done that before. You yeah. Look at that. No, like... you look at that. We're out. And back to Sean Mooney. So I'm looking at my promos again. We get a Crush promo on the Peacock side. Wow, so. which one's worse? How... I, Peacock with Crush or Boston Garden with Tatanka? We're going to have to go back to doing March Madness, but this time do it like Battle of the Worst Promos. It's not great. (laughs) I'm going to have to watch this Crush promo because I believe it was last week we had the first Crush promo where he's Hawaiian. Yeah, he's Kona Crush. They're full on Kona Crush at this point. Hawaii man. He's like, uh, yeah, righteous. <laughs> righteous. Righteous. <laughs> he was crushed too. <laughs> he was crushed. That's true. I forgot. There you go. I like that crush better. Yeah, he should have come in like match. a turtle. That was awesome. Meanwhile, back on the Boston circuit, they're still touting the triple threat match. Mm-hmm. And we do get the Tatanka promo, but it's, as we said, it's the same promo as last week. It's right. Like the same exact one. It's not even like he did another one that was in a, in a similar vein. No, it's the same exact promo. So not one that we really need to talk about too much. No, nor yeah. the Repo Man one that follows. Now we get Jeremy Piven in his mask again with his high squeaky voice. And I'm done with the Repo Man. Is he almost done? I'm no. trying to think like we see him for many, many more months. He's, uh, he's there too long. And Demolition yeah. was just so badass. I know. This is so many steps down. You know, you're in the basement now, Repo. And if you got LOD flaking out and you got Crush and Smash just sitting there, put them back in the outfits. It's so easy. It writes itself. Oh we need God. to get like these guys and, and just rewrite history. This is hilarious because it's pre-taped. Because mm-hmm. after these promos, we have a boss man match and boss man like comes out. With his arms up, getting some applause from the crowd, and Perfect's like, "Guess he can't run to the ring anymore." And then he immediately starts taking off. Yes, he starts to run. I just have, "Oops, <laughs> like, re-record like, it." Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's, that's pre-recorded commentary. So just watch it again and redo it. They just didn't give a shit. He's like, "Oops, he, he ran to the ring. Let's do it over." No, <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm keeping it. Just keep rolling tape. You look like an ass. Vince attributes Icapro to <laughs> Boss Man's dominance. So once again, ABC. Always be closing. There be closing. Icapro is the reason closing. the Boss Man it came back from his beating. Yes. 
He was down and out. He picked up a bottle of wind and just rode itself there from there on out. There is an artifact in this mm-hmm. thing. There's mm-hmm. a guy loving the boss man. He's like, you're number one boss man. And he's holding a Kodak disc camera. Oh, wow. The Kodak, Kodak disc. disc. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is old school. Wow. And this is in the early 90s, too. Like, did they still... I, guess I don't know. Still develop disc cameras <laughs> like, back then. Imagine like trying to go to a photo mat with that now. Like, oh my god! First of all, where do you get film developed to begin with anymore? <laughs> I don't think you. Yeah, I don't think do you, do you see that stuff. Because I remember going to the grocery store and just put it in the little bag, put your name on it. Mm-hmm. You know, throw it in there. Wait a week. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got your photos, man. We're going to have an Iron Mike Sharp match. Yeah, Iron Mike Sharp is back in his old schooliness. Are Shango Red Tight mm-hmm. overacted more than Mike Sharp? And I don't even know <laughs> if that's possible. Yeah, I know. He's he's doing his bit on this one, though, pulling all the old school heel tactics out. He puts himself in the ropes, you know, stay away from me, I'm in the ropes, stay away from me. He's very loud. He's very vocal. Very big. Like, he plays yeah. to row triple Z. He's yeah. very theater. You know, exactly like this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is a guy probably who was not on TV all the time. Yeah. So if you're in an arena and that's your main gig, you are probably like a theater actor. You're probably over exaggerating everything so everybody can see it in the back. Yeah. But we're in the world of television where you don't need to overact. You have to sell to a camera, not to yeah. somebody way, way up top. And his stuff just comes off so ridiculous. It's like watching... At that point, yeah. Early movie actors who are still acting like they were on stage, but the camera is two inches in front of their face, and they're just Mm. mugging. And they're just like, acting! I'm acting. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I think Sharp just always looks like he's from another time period because he's not a camera Mm -hmm. wrestler. He's an arena wrestler. Bossman is sharp, fight, lots of big slaps. Vince promises we will hear from Flair backstage in Hershey during all this. So continuing that storyline throughout the entire night. Bossman leg drops sharp, then sharp ducks out for a breather. The announcers also talk nails versus Bossman, which is good because we don't want to forget about that because that's going to be coming up. And Bossman goes out, decks sharp before he rolls him back in. A little bit of back and forth from that point out. But then eventually Bossman hits the sidewalk slam for the win. This is Bossman's big comeback. Like we hadn't seen him since his beatdown until mm-hmm. this show. Not this match, but this show. Like the yeah. one that they taped. Do you oh, think yeah. they did okay. the sharp match first and then the Skinner match later? Or do you think they had the Skinner match first? He comes out to a bigger pop mm. at the Skinner match. So I'm thinking the Skinner match actually was first. From a crowd perspective, you watch him fight a name, kind of, Skinner. Yeah. And then you uh, see it, him come out and fight a red tight. That's the thing. Judging from what we saw many many years ago they save the name versus name matches for the very end right so i feel like the red type match would be first and then the skinner match would be later yeah maybe he's just getting the pop because everybody wants to see skinner get his ass kicked maybe because the bigger pop when he comes out is the skinner match but i don't know if you'd end the boss man with a taping of a red type match i'd be curious yeah there's probably yeah. a record of that somewhere but i ain't looking it up because i am not that curious about it. Yeah. probably the observer has the actual order of what actually happened that day he does uh, the handcuff to the rope yeah he brings and out with, the nightstick 
Yeah, which is a very heelish move to do, and everybody's in the crowd like, "Yeah, yeah, go, go, beat him!" <laughs> yes, police brutality. We love it. Woo! We're into it. <laughs> it's our thing in Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, we're we're all about it. At the end of the match, they show the not so Titantron with Ric Flair's name on it, and meanwhile, Bossman's Boss like running, running across, running back. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, get out of there. It looks like get when someone gets caught in the weatherman shot. Yeah, exactly. Like going across the screen it was like, oh, yeah. yeah, he's not supposed to be there. And uh, this is weird because why would you have Ric Flair's stuff come out unless it was a Ric Flair match next? Because yeah, this thing's recorded six weeks earlier than the events that we're talking about. Exactly. Maybe they had that shot, and they're like, "This is how we can get to yeah, it." This, I don't know. Now we'll cut to the celebration in the back. They're cutting to Hershey. Yes. Which is yes. the only different arena on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have like Ric Flair on the Titantron and they cut to Hershey in the future. And Flair's got the belt. Perfect's got champagne. Yeah, Heenan's in there. I guess like the, the whole Heenan angle on this was more of a challenge thing since he's a he's a commentator on challenge. Because we never see Bobby Heenan on yeah, this well, show. Yeah, Bobby Heenan never... managed Perfect until he decided that he didn't want to be on the road anymore. So they got Perfect the coach. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, With the whistle. But Heenan never... was the guy that brought in Flair because he shows mm-hmm. up with the old NWA version of the big gold belt yeah. and says, this is the belt to the real world champion. He's going to be showing up soon. Mm-hmm. And then Flair comes in at, with the belt that he's took off the NWA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I left it there shit. And <laughs> they, they, Heenan's kind of been involved with both of these guys mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. And he was always well, rooting for him, even when he wasn't managing them. Like, half of that win at the Royal Rumble was sold by Heenan, just talking mm-hmm. about how Flair's surviving this oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Flair came in, like, third, which might as well be second. Yeah. Because the first two guys start, and then two minutes after start. that, exactly. uh, it was Flair for the rest of the night. And yeah. Heenan's just, like, going crazy the whole match. Every time it's closed, mm-hmm. he's getting thrown out. So these three guys have kind of been, like, involved with each other forever. And then mm-hmm. one of these things is not like the other. Oh, God. One of these things is Razor Ramon. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it looks good on you. Maybe I shouldn't have... <laughs> helped you win it because now i don't have an opponent with a championship no i can't win it myself oh yeah. wait i didn't think this through man. Yeah. Yes. hey chico do you want to become a baby face yeah then we can fight each other for the belt yes exactly yeah it's yeah. real dumb really stupid perfect mentions that he will stay champ as long as he's in his corner again foreshadowing yeah. foreshadowing yep. the turn of perfect it perfect is. turn it's coming the perfect turn, of course. Why is somebody wearing one of those sombrero towel blanket Yeah, things? I don't know. So we got Greg, and he's not even Mexican. His name is Greg Brown. Right. The most generic white guy name that you could have, who also went by, I think we've seen Greg before, actually, because I remember having this conversation where he has gone by Craig Brown. Right. Greg Brown, and then... Greg Brown, but it's spelled G-R-A-I-G Brown. So he took Craig and Greg and just morphed it into yeah. a new new word. Some promoter in the middle of nowhere is like, I don't want to get sued. Can we just like reverse some letters or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we get Greg Brown, who has seven matches, and Red Tyler, who we have seen several times before. Yeah, he's the Undertaker's afterbirth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> looks exactly like him. Red Tyler, 
needs some roomier shorts. He does. They they look a little awkward on him. Well, first yeah. of all, I I still don't understand because he's worn these tights before the American flag tights. Right. And I just we've said this, but with a name like Red Tyler, the red hair, you, you just go all out Irish. Yeah. You like why are you wearing the American flag stuff? That's right. Meanwhile, we see a lot of of Tyler ass. Tyler, has, Tyler yeah. front like we, we are. In, <laughs> I shouldn't know what yeah. religion he is. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're getting a. He's getting a little cheeky there. Yeah, we're getting the full Tyler. Oh, oh goodness! Out comes the tweening to good, but still kind of bad, nasty boys, and for some reason, Jimmy Hart. Once again, always be closing. Always be closing. Vince mentioning Flair and Savage will be on the primetime wrestling. So as this match commences, we get the Nasty Boys beating down Tyler. And Vince believes that the Ultimate Warrior will become the next champion. And that Savage will prove to Razor that he has the machismo. This is really weird because the Savage losing the title happened a while ago. So if we're watching the thing, it's September 12th. Meanwhile, Flair has already been champion for almost two weeks. Two weeks, yes. Why are we giving away the ending? I guess the title change was going to entice us to watch primetime, but why would Vince give away the fact that the title changed? On primetime wrestling, we got Flair and a confrontation with Reeves and Ramon and a big title match. Go watch the title match because Macho's been hurt and blah 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 do everything but the end like show the interview segments at what was taped at hershey a couple weeks ago was this and tune in for the match because you won't believe the ending you know but he's yeah. like title changed check it out if you want. <laughs> yeah maybe that was that was a model at the time it's like if you want to see a title change watch watch primetime wrestling to this day they never mm. show you the finish if they do a recap mm. of wrestlemania the night after wrestlemania on raw and a title mm. changed, they will show the guy like getting pinned and then mm. a freeze frame or something Dills. else. Yeah. Then yeah. you don't see the, the the actual pinfall on screen in a replay now. And meanwhile, yeah. they're like, yeah, he passed out. <laughs> He's not champion anymore. Yeah. So if you want to see what we just showed you, go check it out. On... It's primetime video. Boom. Done. Yeah. You want to see the parts of the match that you really don't care about? Go watch Prime Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we showed you everything you need to see. But yeah, if you want to check out what you don't, we yeah. got it. We got it. <laughs> It'll be on Prime Time. Don't yeah. worry, we got you covered. So anyway, the Nasty Boys hit the double DDT, which is a pretty cool move for the win. And I have the ref forgets to count. <laughs> yeah. I, have... I think it's because, like, you mentioned that this is not a finishing move that they usually use. Yeah. So I don't know if the ref oh, was ready yeah. for the finish. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he was like way out of position or something or didn't think he had to count at that particular time but he was way late on that yeah about 50 percent of the red tights are actual good wrestlers and some of them mm-hmm. are regulars like they had to be touring with everybody else like the name guys yeah, yeah. like the red tights in name only but yeah. they you know like Dwayne gill and red tyler mike sharp barry Horowitz. yeah it's these guys that toured around with them all the time like the the team that used to lose to the harlem globetrotters all the time sure so when red tyler's in the ring nasty boys look awesome he yeah. can sell the hell out of their moves. It looks like he's getting really pummeled. And they might be. Like, Sags might be like, here, I'm going like, to really mess you up. Yeah. But Brian Knobs hitting Red Tyler looks like Red Tyler is taking a beating. And then when, mm-hmm. like, generic Red Tight gets in here with his little poncho, he looks awful. Yeah. 
So the red tight makes all the difference, man. Like the, the poncho guy can't even get in the ring. He slips on the way in. He braces himself on the way out. He looks terrible. Like Sags has no time for him. He's like, get red Tyler back in here. You make us look <laughs> like shit. What he's doing. Yeah. Red goes in first and he's just like, let me show you how it's done. And this guy's like, oh yeah, I can do that. It just fumbles all yeah, over slips the place. on a banana peel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it was interesting in this match. They had a commercial break. Yeah, that's, that was Which weird. I, I don't think we've had one of those in the middle of a match. Do you think uh, the syndicators yeah. just threw it in whenever they wanted to? Like the local guys? Like if I was watching on 29 in, in Philly, they just sold some local time and they just put mm-hmm. it in whenever they wanted? It's possible, yeah. I, I just don't know. I, I hadn't seen that, so... Uh, is there a break in the uh, Peacock feed? That's how we'd probably be able there, to find well, out. Well, there, there it just it does say like uh, we'll be right back. Oh, okay. Then you yeah. know it does one of those those things. So it it was on all the shows at that particular spot. That there Maybe will it's be a commercial time break. Funky. I guess so. I guess hey, so. available this Thursday, thirty mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> WWF Spotlight Magazine. Woo! With GQ Warrior, look at him with his rainbow jacket, and he's all done up. He's doing his thing. He looks like a model. On the front there. Yes. And then Rick Martel's like, hey, that's my gig. That's my gig. You're the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Screw you, man. They got uh, Um, photos um, of him with the belt from, like, back in the day. That has to be, like, two years old, that photo. Yeah. We get Sean Mooney back in again for the Boston Garden, and as I'm watching here on Peacock, Peacock actually has a Legion of Doom promo. That's ridiculous, because they're they're nowhere to be seen ever again. Yeah, you will never see them again. Is Rocco there? Yeah, oh yeah, Rocco's right in the middle with Ellering in the background. It's kind of sad but knowing you will never see them on tv Shawn michaels and sherry is on the boston show talking bulldog he's cutting a decent promo yeah sean has the gimmick down in his arrogance he's showing that whatever he wants he's going to take he wants the intercontinental title he is going to take it. bulldog comes in now on a scale from one to really high <laughs> where does the bulldog fall on that scale because his promo is god awful i said on my notes here i was like he turned into bret hart rambling and yeah. rambling about nothing. Yes. He's like, everybody wants a shot at me. I don't know why. Because you're the champion. That's what everybody wants. He's like, why does everybody want to want to hurt me? So I am this much better because I am the champion. But yes, but Sean, you're a really, really great wrestler. But I am slightly better. <laughs> like he yeah. literally says that. I'm a little better yeah. because I'm because, the champion. Because I'm the champion. Bulldog's not a bad promo. He's never been a great promo, but this is a terrible promo. This is Virgil territory as far as promo goes. Exactly. The only thing that could have made Uh. it worse if he went, handcuff me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm buying a ticket to the Boston Garden show because holy crap is it. The card is Tatanka Mountie. Yeah. Don't care. Not even a little. Hacksaw Repo again. No, not, Why am I not, watching that? not caring. Nope. Bulldog Sean. And I kind of like the old graphic package where the, the heel was in red and the face is in blue. Yes, Bulldog, Bulldog Sean could be good. I, I, I might see that. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Warrior Undertaker Boss Man against Kamala, Nails, and Razor Ramon, which may have 2.4 wrestlers in the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not, not a lot going on there. I mean, Nails yeah. can't wrestle. Yeah. Kamala can't wrestle deliberately. Mm-hmm. Warrior, three moves maximum mm-hmm. undertaker not at this time nope he's got no. his gimmick is not what it will be as no. far as move set so you got boss man and razor mm-hmm. to carry this thing that's it well hey we fortunately missed this show <laughs> yes
Um, well, did you like the episode then? Um, you know, it, it was it was a tricky, tricky episode because, as we said at the beginning, I think it was there was a lot of filler, and this episode was all about the commentary and the packages that they showed that happened after the fact. So yeah. it just kind of, you know, it made the show drag a little bit for me because knowing that in advance, you knew a lot of the matches just didn't matter right yeah i'd say the storyline that was inserted on top of this recording from six weeks before seeing the title change pretty cool seeing all the aftermath of that pretty cool watching the matches that they had had no place because yeah. they had nothing to do with anything that's had happened was about to happen yeah they were just things to do while they're talking about where we're going yes. so it'd be really interesting to see what's up next because we yeah. should be moving forward with fresh matches and stories exactly and we don't have to deal exactly. with boston anymore yay so we'll be back on peacock for yeah. next week's episode thank goodness match of the night if one existed the match of the night for me it's probably the razor match i'm gonna give it to i'm gonna give it to razor and gary because gary was my red tight of the night especially after watching it again and just seeing how he took the razor's edge at the end that is quite impressive yes and you know i'm gonna go for that match and red tight of the night for the razor edge head spin <laughs> yes Exactly. Um, I am not giving it to our two overactors who no. are in the middle there, overselling to the point of ridiculousness. It was almost like mm -hmm. watching that Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan match. Yes. <laughs> what is on tap for next week? They even next, mention it. Yes, they do. We've got next week we're going to have in action we get Bret Hart. Sweet. We get Shawn Michaels. Okay. And we get a featured match of the Mountie versus Tatanka. So we will see a little bit of name versus name there. I get that because that's what's happening at the Garden. That's good. that's a traveling show match. Mm -hmm. By mm -hmm. watching the Boston Garden one, we know that that one's one that's going to go around the country. So maybe yeah. they're actually going to put a story to that. Yes. Plus, we will get an interview with Randy Savage. Oh my God! I can't so, believe it. I lost my belt. Now nothing's now that, my pants. They're <laughs> falling down around my neck and ankles. <laughs> Well, now that he is not a uh, champion anymore, will we start to see him a little bit more on Superstars? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, will, will he go back to wrestling? Um, yeah. I doubt it because we don't see the Warrior wrestle. I think... Oh, that's true. There's a certain level of champion and yeah. ex-champion where the, you just don't see him anymore. But uh, maybe yeah. in time. Uh, we because find out. the idea behind Survivor Series was warrior and macho as the ultimate maniac so we might see the ultimate mm -hmm. maniacs form but they they're so short-lived they don't even make it to the match yeah so uh like losing the legion of doom warrior is about to escape we've lost sid hogan's not doing anything macho's yeah. not going to be pushed we're running out of stars here we gotta make some we new are. ones they're trying to make some new ones they're gonna gonna give bret hart the big push very soon and uh, we should see a bigger push for Shawn michaels soon too as right. well that should be coming up pretty quick all right. All right. Very good. We're good. Well, Sayonara, Undertaker. Sayonara, Undertaker. Shawn Michaels has left the building. And for the last time, <laughs> suck it, Boston. Boston.